Virginia becomes the first southern state to end this practice. We join 22 other states in saying the government will not take a life, the government will no longer execute people. Now, make no mistake, if you commit the most serious of crimes, you will be punished. But Virginia can do that without continuing a system that gets it wrong even once, and a system that doesn't work the same for everyone who encounters it. Justice and punishment are not always the same thing. That is too clearly evident in 400 years of the death penalty in Virginia. So today, Virginia takes an important step forward. And again, I thank everyone who has worked so hard to change this law. Joining me now is Lieutenant Governor of Virginia, Justin Fairfax. Glad to have you back on Roll of Martin Unfiltered. Thank you so much, Roland. Really honored to be back with you. This is a uh, huge deal. Uh, it has been a long time coming for many people to be the first southern state to abolish the death penalty. And as the governor said there, if one person has been executed unfairly, that is one too many. That, that's absolutely right, uh, Roland. It's, it's a monumental and an historic day here in Virginia and in our nation. Uh, as you know, uh, Virginia has a 400-year history, uh, not only of uh, being the place where the first enslaved Africans were forced to land uh, here and a racism that runs through uh, that entire four-century history, but a 400-year history of the implementation of the death penalty. And Virginia has, uh, in its history, uh, killed via the death penalty more people than any other state uh, in the nation, uh, over 1,400. And so today, uh, it's a new day in Virginia. It's a new day in the South. It's a new day in America. Uh, and we are now adhering uh, to our highest values. We're pushing forward toward progress. We're getting rid of the racist vestiges uh, of our past um, and of our criminal justice system. Uh, we know the racism runs very deep. Uh, and as you mentioned, uh, and Governor Northam said, uh, to have one person be killed um, that was innocent uh, is a beyond a travesty uh, and we are now out of the business of taking uh, life uh, here in Virginia uh, and it is important uh, for us to you know, stand up and to recognize this moment for what it, what it really means the, the thing that um, is always interesting is that so many pro-lifers talk about the sanctity of life Yet they are so blasé and uninterested when you had black men and others who've been freed from death row after it was been proven that they did not commit the crimes. That right there should be enough for anyone to say, I cannot support the death penalty. That's absolutely right. Uh, and we know that there is a long history uh, of a lack of due process of uh, innocent people who are uh, accused, uh, charged, convicted, uh, and then ultimately exonerated uh, and found not to have committed the crime, uh, many of whom have been sent to their deaths uh, and others awaiting a death sentence around the country. Uh, and frankly, it is repugnant uh, to who we are. Uh, it is not who we should aspire to be uh, as Americans. And, you know, you hit on uh, one of the key issues that there is a deep, deep racial uh, and racist bias uh, when it comes to the death penalty and other aspects of our criminal justice system. Uh, we see that African Americans are uh, several times more likely uh, to be killed via the death penalty 
Uh, and also, we know uh, that there have been many, many uh, African Americans, particularly African American men, who have been exonerated, uh, who sat on death row, uh, and whose life, uh, some of them, their lives have already been taken, uh, some were in the process of being taken. And if that doesn't uh, send shivers down uh, the spine of everyone uh, and become a clarion call as to why we need to get rid of the death penalty everywhere uh, in America, uh, then I don't know what else will. And to that point, are you hopeful that this will spur other states to take a serious look uh, at this? Uh, Illinois uh, was one of the first that made it clear they were going to stop uh, executing people. Uh, and, and, and again, uh, every time we see one of these stories of uh, a brother spending 20, 25, 30 years on death row, uh, it's shocking. I'm from Texas, and I remember uh, Clarence Brantley. I mean, he was literally within hours of yes. being executed a, a right. couple of times and was later determined that he did not kill the white cheerleader in Conroe, Texas. He was right. that close to being put to death, being murdered by the state. And that's what it is. Being right. murdered by the state, right? That's right. And and you mentioned Texas. We of course, you know, you have those stories everywhere. You have the death penalty. Uh, we had Earl Washington uh, here in Virginia, uh, and so many other cases around our nation. Uh, Roland, we uh, if we don't recognize and change that history, then we're simply all doomed to repeat it. Uh, I don't know how many cases we have to have uh, of. You know, many different types of people, but particularly African-American men over and over and over again uh, being wrongfully charged, wrongfully convicted, uh, in some cases, you know, executed uh, or placed near execution. I mean, how many times do we have to go through that uh, story uh, until we decide that it must be different this time? Um, And in Virginia, that's really the statement uh, that we are making, that it must be and it will be different. Uh, for the next 400 years in Virginia, they will be very different than the last 400 years. Uh, we're getting rid of the racist uh, vestiges of uh, that past. Uh, and we've got to do that throughout our entire criminal justice system. But uh, we know uh, that this is a big, huge step forward. Um, and we want to recognize that. And hopefully this will spur that kind of change to eliminate the death penalty and abolish it uh, everywhere uh, around our nation. We've got to stand up with courage. It is critical uh, to be able to make change, to first stand up for what is right, and not always, not always what is popular. Uh, sometimes you have to do things that go against, um, you know, the prevailing viewpoints at the time to get to where we can and should be. Uh, and that's really uh, what today symbolizes, uh, in so many ways, the next 400 years of Virginia and of America and what's possible. All right, Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax of Virginia, we certainly appreciate it. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Roland. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Kelly, this is a huge, huge uh, move here. And uh, as, as we said there, it, you just can't uh, imagine. I, I, I cannot imagine um, someone, I can't imagine being on death row for 25, 30 years and coming close to being put to death and you didn't do it the on, this guarantees that even if somebody is wrongfully convicted the state can't screw up and put them to death yeah and that is key in this you know whether you support the death penalty or not the fact of the matter is it is a flawed system in that we have a, a, a disproportionate amount of uh, people on death row who are black, 
who are wrongfully convicted and as their time for, you know, um, their execution comes, that's when people, you know, get on the ball and try and save their life and whatnot. It's not really like the 15 years prior. It's usually like in the 11th hour and 59th minute with things, uh, with, with policies such and laws rather, such as what uh, Virginia just passed down today, those situations, at least in that state, aren't going to happen. Lives will literally be saved. And it's something to be said that the state that housed the Confederate capital, the capital of the Confederacy, the antithesis of, 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 of racism and, and the preservation of enslaved bodies in this country, that state is the state to abolish the death penalty. It, it needs to be said that other states um, that were not only in the Confederacy, but other states that still have the death penalty on the books also need to follow because this isn't a matter of, you know, eye for an eye. Until the policies are in place where everybody has a fair shot in making sure that those on death row actually deserve to be there, there doesn't need to be a death row because otherwise it's just murder unnecessarily so at the hands of the state. You know, D. um, a couple of years ago was the 36th anniversary of my grandfather's passing, and um, I was 15, and that actually was the first major death that I experienced, and that actually kicked in th- this fear of death, um, and it, was, it led to panic attacks. It just consumed me, um, and uh, it's something that's never that has never left me. And I remark all the time to people, death is death. There's no, this ain't Lazarus. This is not dead, I can come back a year later. It's finality. Right. That's it. And so, for people who act as if, you know, uh, we should fight these things, and no, 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 I hear people, no, no, you've got to take them out, condemn them. I I think there there are clear examples where an individual is absolutely guilty. Where we see it, they've admitted it. I mean, absolutely. But when I've seen these, when I've seen these Texas and North Carolina, Louisiana and Virginia and Missouri, when I look at what the innocence product is is doing, no reasonable person can say that the state should be putting people to death when we know for a fact there have been people who have been convicted by juries that were racist, by DAs that removed black jurors, by DAs that withheld evidence, or just simply folk got it wrong based upon eyewitness testimony. I would rather have somebody fighting for their life in the appeals court been put to death where there is no chance of being exonerated. That's right, because when you, like you said, when you're dead, you're dead. And so I, I just think, uh, especially with the Innocence Project, we have seen so many people uh, cases be overturned because the DNA just did not match the crime. And so it's better to err on the side of caution. And we know that black people have been charged and accused of many crimes that we have not done, and whether it is in the criminal justice system or whether it is just, you know, downright uh, the justice system of those who have been racist 
they like to kill black people and sometimes without just cause and for you know and at whim. So I would prefer, and I'm glad that that uh, Virginia is leading the South in abolishing the death penalty because for, enough is enough. And for all of the people who are watching, for all of y'all who. Rolling, why are you sitting here? You know, you supporting them damn Democrats. They ain't done this. They ain't done that. I don't know why you always talking about voting. Republicans in Virginia would have never abolished the death penalty. Republicans in Virginia would have never granted voting rights to the formerly incarcerated. So, and I've said this, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. But I damn sure am smart enough to ask which of these two are more in line with where I stand on important issues. And if that means electing more Democrats to outlaw the death penalty so be it because I got a better shot at communicating and convincing a Democrat than I do a Republican who don't give a damn about putting somebody to death hell they'd rather have five executions a week and put it on television like it's a nightly television show that is a fact going to a break when we come back African American has a new app that you might want to use if you get stopped by a cop. We'll discuss that next on Roland Martin Unfiltered. If people begin to believe that their democracy is fraudulent, if they conclude that voting is a charade, the system is rigged, then God knows what could happen. They rigged an election. They rigged it like they've never rigged an election before. Actually, we do know what could happen. It's happening right now. Roland will be back. He interviewed a man that has an app out, it's called the Safe Cops Top Project.com. The app is available on I, for iOS operating systems in your app stores. The Android app will be available around April 19th. And by May, the project will be completely rolled out. This is what they're going to tell us in, in the interview coming up. Tech Talk coming up next. All right, folks, uh, in our Tech Talk segment, nearly 100,000 routine traffic stops happen every day, and independent studies show that 3% are misconducted. That results in nearly 3,000 motorists a day potentially pulled over for no reason at all. Now, there's an app that can help fix that. Joining me now to talk about this is the creator of the Safe Cop Stops Project, Mike Burrow. Mike, how you doing? 
I'm doing good, my friend. How you doing? All right. So, what led you to say, "Hey, I, 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 I got to do this app"? Was it an incident? Were you involved in one? Was it something you saw on television? What was it? It was a couple, a couple incidents actually that led up to the culmination of it. First of all, um, back in the early 2000s, my dad's brother, who was a deaf individual, was uh, pulled over and um, actually brutally assaulted by four officers. Um, during a traffic stop, and my family ended up suing that police department and winning. But uh, fast forward, uh, 2016, uh, my nephew uh, turned 16 years old, and we were doing preparing a big party for him, um, you know, to give him a car to go out that evening. And uh, as I was coming home, I passed through a little town, and uh, about four or five cop cars had a young gentleman pulled over, a young uh, black. Uh, teenager, he was probably 18 years old, and uh, he was laying across the hood of the car. And it's like we met eyes. And when I looked at him, uh, it was just fear all over him. They had the doors open, the trunk open, the whole nine yards, and I just saw innocence all over this kid's face. And, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking I'm on my way to give my 16-year-old nephew a vehicle to put him out here on these streets, and that could have been him. And so um, when I got to the house, I asked my sister, I said, hey, you know, does does he know his rights as a motorist? Does he know how to protocol, how to how to properly pull over, how to you know work through a routine traffic stop? And you know, the answer was no. Really, none of us do. And so that was where it really started uh, back in 2016. And uh, so I, I did, you know, I did several years of R and D, meeting over 1,400 individuals, 50 police officers. And, and it kind of all came together as a combination of all of those, all of that. Um, uh, this obviously is, is critically important. So, so how does the app work? Take us through it. Well, it's um, it's voice activated. It's actually it's going to be on both platforms. So it's, it'll be iOS and Android. Uh, iOS will be completely voice activated, and then Android version it'll be voice activated, but you'll still have to push the SOS button. So it's, it's voice activated. You'll, you'll say a code word. So uh, the officer hits his lights. Um, you say that code word. You will have already downloaded up to 10 individuals into that app. And uh, it will send out a notification to all those individuals to say, hey, I'm being pulled over. Will you witness this with me? And so all those individuals will be able to see and hear what's happening as uh, on the motorist's phone. But we do have a premium um feature, which is called the Virtual Attorneys on Demand, which we're going to be working with about 200 attorneys nationwide, where uh, you'll actually be able to have an attorney uh, live in the vehicle with you to speak on your behalf. Is the um, is is the is the app now live? It is not live. Our actual launch date is May 17th. Uh, the iOS version is actually live right now in the App Store. But it doesn't have all of the features downloaded, and so uh, you know that the, the Android version will actually be in beta around the nineteenth of April. We're going to work a few kinks out of it, and then the actual launch nationally will be on uh, May the seventeenth. Um, gotcha. And so uh, it will um, again. It will. So you'll be able to. So if you get pulled over, you don't have to sit here. And it's, what do you just hit Siri? Is that is that how it works? Well, like I said, it's voice activated, so you'll be able to you'll be able to just say when you download the app into your phone, you'll put in a code word, 
And so you, then you will say Siri, and then that code word for, for iOS, and then for Android, you'll just um, you'll say the code word, and then it'll prompt you to hit the SOS button. Questions for our pound. Uh, Kelly, I'll start with you. Um, how do you see this? Uh, do you have any stats as to what could possibly happen if once this is implemented? Like, are there any stats regarding how this app could affect lives if it were in place today versus uh, not? Like, how, how is this used in uh, in real life? Like, right now within the hypothetical, how do you see this being used in every day? Well, you know, like I said, it's been four one sec, years. One, sec, one second. Not in the hypothetical. You're saying, Mike, that right now you can download it on, on an iOS device, not Android, correct? That is correct. Right. So it's not hypothetical. It's now it's, it's the the app is live on iOS devices right now. That's oh, I correct. heard. Got I it. thought he said it was not live. My apologies. No, he said no, the, app, the app is live. Uh, but then by by May, they'll be fully ready on Android and app um, uh, and, and uh, iOS. Mike, go ahead. Yeah, that that is correct. And so, uh, you know, so in terms of how we could use it in real life today, uh, you know, in, in the last several years, and all the, the, the research that I've done, several families, uh, matter of fact, I get, I get emails and phone calls constantly saying, you know, I'm ready for this. I've got a child off to school right now uh, that uh, has been summoned by, the, by an officer for no probable cause. And, you know, an app like yours would be, you know, invaluable right now. And so there, there's a lot of anticipation for the app, like I said, but something with, the, you know, cutting edge technology that we're using in this app. It's taking a little time for development. D? So let me ask you a question. So does it have to be mounted anywhere, or is it just the aggravation of the voice saying, Siri or whoever, record this? That is How does this so work? It, yeah, so even if the phone is, if your phone is in your purse or whatever, the, 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 through the voice activation, it'll actually send out the notifications. So let's just say... Um, you can't get to the phone. At least it'll start recording the, the audio of it. And all of this information is actually recorded to a cloud. So, and it's untampered evidence. So if you need it in a court of law, we'll have that in, that inf information so that we can be downloaded for you. Oh. oh my goodness, this is cutting edge. This is awesome. Because, you know, I bought cameras uh, for, for all the cars for my husband, my sons, and my brother because I was just so concerned about all these stops. But this will just, you know, eliminate it all. I mean, this is awesome. Thank you so much. My pleasure. All right, then, Mike. We sure appreciate it, man. Thank you so very much for joining us on today's Tech Talk segment. Thank you. Y'all have a good night. Folks, uh, that is it for us today. If you want to, I'm going to say crazy about people for tomorrow. So y'all look for that tomorrow. If you want to uh, join our Bring the Funk fan club, every dollar that you give goes to support this show. Our staff, the ability for us to do the work that we do. Think about it, y'all. I, 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 got, I got MSNBC on right now. Uh, and you know what? Uh, I, 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 I've been watching uh, Ari Melber's show, Joanne Reed's show, now Chris Hayes' show. Uh, and I, I didn't see the Maryland HBCU story. Uh, I didn't see uh, the Virginia death penalty story. Uh, I certainly didn't see uh, Mike's the, there as well. Uh, they did do uh, voter suppression. Uh, but the bottom line, folks, this is why we do what we do. Uh, and that is, and I definitely didn't see them talking about white identity politics uh, by Meghan McCain. Uh, so this is why you got to support this show. This is black owned, black controlled. 
We don't sit here and ask permission to discuss the issues that matter to our people. We simply put them front and center. The opportunity for us to have the HBCU story, to talk with uh, HBCU presidents is vital. Right now, I'm looking at folks. We got uh, hundreds on Facebook, more than 3,000 watching on YouTube right now. Folks, you... Uh, if you're getting a free ride, that's fine. But look, your dollars matter. It's so our goal. We're asking up to 20,000 people or even more to contribute 50 bucks a year uh, to what we do. That's $4.19 a month, 13 cents a day. Join our Bring the Funk fan club. If you don't have that, I've had people who have given us $10. Literally, uh, we're live on the show. People have given us more as well. And so please, uh, I ask you go to um, go to uh, Cash App, dollar sign RM Unfiltered, PayPal.me forward slash R Martin Unfiltered, Venmo.com forward slash rm unfiltered zale is rolling at rollingsmartin.com you can also reach us uh folks you can also reach us uh at rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com you can send a money order to new vision media inc 1625 k street northwest suite 400 washington dc 2006 that's it for me Folks, I will see you tomorrow. Thank you so very much, Mustafa, Kelly, and Dee for being a part of our panel today. Uh, Y'all have a great one.